Welcome, I'm Chaplain Kevin, and today I'm talking with Anna, who from a young age faced insurmountable challenges that caused her to question everything. And yet, she summoned courage in the midst. This is Coping. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I'm excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So as I was reading through your story, the main theme that came up for me was this theme around courage. How do you define courage? What does that word courage mean to you? You know, that's a great question. Uh, At this point in my life, I've kind of narrowed it down now to just being able to get back up after life circumstance knocks you down. That really, to me, is a real definition of courage. Why is courage um, displayed by being knocked down and getting back up again? What is courageous about that? I think what's courageous about that is that whatever circumstance comes your way, you're not allowing it to keep you down. You're not allowing it to um, hinder any type of, of life Uh, growth or just moving on, reaching your goals, to be able to experience something and to say, I'm going to move forward from this. I'm going to get back up. I think that that, to me, that's that's the courageous aspect of it, to be able to get back up and make that conscious decision to move forward. Yeah. Where in your life have you been knocked down and had to have the courage to get back up again? Gosh, I feel like that's a it's happened in different times. Um, from day one, it seems like. (laughs) So um, in all honesty, I think my first memory is of me uh, migrating to this country when I was four years old. And I have a memory of us crossing the border. Um, Mm. My feet are muddy. My mom is holding my, she's, you know, holding me. Um, Her feet are muddy and Mm. it's dark and she's perspiring because she's probably running with me. Um, but that's really kind mm. of my first memory of this idea mm. of like, I had to really be courageous as a four-year-old mm. living through this traumatic experience um, wow. and being able to to move forward in life. Wow. Yeah. And as a four-year-old, then crossing the border, having to find the courage to start this new life, um, how then did did courage evolve for you? By the time I was 14 or 15, um, I had already experienced some other pretty uh, significant traumatic experiences. Um, You know, I I grew up without a father. Um, Obviously, like I said, I migrated to this country. Um, My mother was a single parent with two children by the time I was 14. So I was also very parentified. You know, I was the oldest, so I had to take care of my younger sister. Um, There was abuse. Um, domestic violence that I had seen from her, you know, my mother's relationships. Um, There was sexual abuse that I had experienced uh, at a younger age. Mm. I remember being um, a young adult and having Mm. suicidal thoughts and having depression and struggling with mental health illness, um, you know, because of a lot of the trauma that was not processed and a lot Mm. of the, you know, just different factors. But I was 14 years old and I was invited to church my faith kind of began from there. Um, 
And it was during that time that I started to see that there was a lot of other people who had difficult life experiences, mm -hmm. uh, traumatic experiences, and they're okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. By the time I was 14 or 15, I wasn't experiencing the domestic violence anymore. The abuse had already subsided. And, you know, so I was technically out of mm. that type of danger or trauma, if you will. Um, but the support system played a, a significant role in allowing me to process even years later. I remember specifically my youth pastor one time kind of shared and said, you know, you've been through a lot, but knowing and loving God mm. doesn't mean that we It doesn't mean we get to not live a life that's difficult. It just means that you have a God who loves you even amongst these situations and is still with you in the middle of these situations. And I think for me, that was such an anchor that I, I may still have to go through this difficult situation, but I have someone who still loves me and that accepts me and I fit in completely and fully with him. Very affirming that your story of pain and trauma fits within the story of God. Absolutely. So learning about courage in a very real and tangible way, how did those lessons um, translate as you were becoming an emerging adult? Gosh, I was 18 or 19 years old when I traveled back to Mexico, my hometown for the first time. I started to really get curious about the idea that, hey, like I have a father, he's here. Do I want to see him? Do I not want to see him? It was a second trip. I think I was like 20, 21 or 22 years old. And I had the opportunity to meet him. And so I took the opportunity and it was obviously, as you can imagine, it was awkward at first, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of like the beginning of, oh, I, I do have a father. Oh, I could have a relationship with my father. I'm, so I met him the first time when I, you know, early 20s. Um, I wasn't married at the time. Fast forward a couple years, I get married um, and I decide that the next time I, I want to go to Mexico, I want to show, introduce, if you will, my dad and my hu now husband. Um, and so we make, you know, we make this trip, we're there. And then I'm told all of a sudden that he's in prison. And I'm like, what? Why? Why is he in prison? You know, what happened? Mm -hmm. Everybody is not wanting to tell me why. Um, and so at, the, at some point I was like, okay, well, you yeah. know, nobody wants to tell me why. I'm just going to go see him. And so finally my, my mother and my grandmother sent me down and they say, listen, we need to tell you something. Um, and that's when they tell me that he's in prison because he was, uh, in Spanish is sicario. In English, is, he's a cartel member. You know, I'm talking and asking more and more questions. I'm getting more details. You know, he had been in prison now for almost a year and a half. Um, they had, my mother and my grandmother had uh, known about it for that long. I guess because he was such an important member of the cartel, when they arrested him, it actually made international news and they had seen it on the news here in California. Um, and that's how they found out. Um, but again, nobody told me. I'm a researcher by nature. By this time, you know, I was... Um, in the middle of my graduate degree. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to dive into research. So I'm looking at, I'm Googling his name. I'm Googling news. I'm looking for news articles. I'm looking for all kinds of information and details that for whatever reason, my family doesn't want to share with me. And so it was disheartening as I'm reading all these details and things about this person who, you know, is my father and realizing that even 
the years before when I had gone to see him for the first time, he was already mm. hiding money, drugs, guns, mm. people's bodies in the same house where I had gone to visit and meet him for the first mm. time. You know, at that point, I, I think time froze. Like, I still remember that. And it, it feels like a moment where time freezes um, because I was like, wait, what? You know, mm. the shock and the questions and why am I being told this now? It was just a lot. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Be Well Resources. Be Well is a wellness organization that seeks to equip you with relevant resources that help you discover and develop your unique gifts. Be Well provides practical tools for wellness and wholehearted living. Follow them on Facebook or Instagram at Be Well Resources to take your next steps toward being well. Welcome back. Soon after that, I found out I was, I found out we were pregnant. We were bringing our first, my daughter. Um, and so that brought in a whole nother level of issues because I was thinking like, oh my goodness, what am I going to tell her when she asks me about her grandfather? That was the first time that I, um, I went to therapy because I felt like I couldn't handle everything that was you know, that I had and I had to deal with and the questions that I had and I needed some clarity and assistance on like, where do I even start, you know? But I remember I had a, a dream one time where he was, I was in a jail and I kept running down these uh, hallways because he kept calling to me and I kept trying to find him and I couldn't. And I wanted in the dream, I wanted to find him because I wanted to share little bit of light on what seemed to be a very dark world for him mm-hmm. and so after that dream I you know I shared it with my husband and I shared it with a couple close friends and it was that consensus of maybe it's time to maybe now's the time to sit down and have a conversation with dad about everything that's been going on mm-hmm. and also share with him about your faith mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I I did um I uh hired somebody to go look for him in Mexico. Um, by the time when they found him, he, he had already been released from prison. Um, and he was, um, at that time, what I think are considered to be him like in rehabilitation. Um, Hmm. and I was very happy about that. Um, and I was able to make contact with him. Um, I let him know that, you know, I was pregnant. He was going to have a, a grandchild. Um, mm-hmm. I let him know that I was married. And we had, uh, we would have conversations every so often over the phone. Um, later on, I came, I, I, I found out that there was rumors that he was um, involved in that life again, once again. Um, and mm-hmm. so... I remember um, asking him straight out, you know, it, are you are you doing this? Is this still your lifestyle? Are you choosing to still be a part of, of this mm-hmm. cartel and all of that? Um, he never answered me. He couldn't say yes or no. And so I took his silence as an answer, a clear answer. 
Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, because of how high up he was and the organization, the crime organization and all of that, I said, you know, I'm sorry, I cannot have a relationship with you even over the phone anymore for the safety of myself, Mm. but also that of my family. Mm. And what was his response? All he said was, I understand. Mm. It makes sense. And he said, you're, you're much wiser than me. And you, you're, you're wiser now probably than I ever have been. Hmm. And there's nothing that I could have done about that. That was not in my control. Hmm. He was already defeated in many hmm. ways. Hmm. Back to your definition of courage that um, perhaps he was knocked down and was unwilling to get back up again. Whereas you have been knocked down so many times and gone back up so many times. Absolutely. Um, I basically put the ball in his court and I said, if and when you can guarantee that you are no longer part of that lifestyle, Hmm. you can call me. Hmm. The door's always open on my end. Did he ever call you? I think four years, three, three, four years went by. Um, I came home after work, like any other day, started making dinner. My husband was very serious and I could tell something was wrong. And I said, what's up? What's wrong? What's going on? He kind of just looked at me and he said, listen, I I have some bad news. And I said, what is it? And he said, your dad's been murdered. And... I I was like, what? And that's when he shared. Um, your cousin posted the news article on Facebook. They've identified it, and it's your dad. Wow. Obviously, the news article links it to organized crime or what they called organized crime or, you know, cartel mm. uh, battles kind of thing. And that, I think, was the beginning of yet another journey of well, how do I process this now? I don't I don't even have a dad anymore. Wow. How does one cope with all of these layers of trauma? How how where do you find the courage and strength to move through it all? Um I think I've had to be courageous from day one. <sighs> Sorry. It's okay. I think I've I've had to be courageous from day one, um, not knowing and not willingly, but then eventually having the understanding that I have I've had to have courage to move on. Mm. For me, having the courage to even go to my creator and say and kind of just cry out and really question like, why why is this happening? Why me? Um, why now? How do I move forward? How, what do I do? Um, so that has also been very helpful to give me that strength to move on and to keep going and to give me the comfort that I needed to, to have. Um, I think that's how I've, I found the courage to move on. Yeah. And what do you say to those who may be struggling um, with their relationship with a parent, um, or just struggling to have courage in general? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think that for me, I would encourage them to use 
the support system that they have to look for help, whether that be professional therapeutic help or faith-based help or just help with a friend who you're able to be vulnerable enough and open and honest about what you're struggling with. What is the life situation that has knocked you down? And how can you move forward from that? How can you get back up mm-hmm. and face one more day? Mm-hmm. And that's part of the other suggestion that I would have for people is you take it one day at a time. Mm. Sometimes even one hour at a time, depending on mm. the situation you're going through. Mm. It can give you the encouragement that you need mm. to say, okay, one more day, mm. one more day, mm-hmm. one more day. And I think that enough of that happens that eventually you get to a point where you look back and that situation that knocked you over mm-hmm. is now a situation that could potentially would have propelled you to get through this and probably other stuff as well. Well, Anna, thank you so much for your vulnerability today, sharing with us about the struggles that you have gone through and have overcome Thank you for your example of courage. Thank you, Kevin. If you or someone you know has been the victim of sexual abuse, help is just a phone call away. You can call the National Sexual Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-4673. Or you can visit them online at RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot org. Thank you.